Good evening, everyone. It's time for Necromaniacs. I hope everyone's doing well. This week, it's me, Mike Hill, and my illustrious co-host, Mike Scandato. How's it going, Mike? What is up, Mike? How you doing? What's up, everybody? Good to be back. We are firmly into the month of September and uh, shitty, rainy hurricane season, unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, I hope everyone's safe. After, if you're on the East Coast, at least, I hope everyone's safe. Um, you know, we got smashed a few days ago with a with a pretty brutal hurricane. Hurricane yeah, yeah. Henri, right? Is that it? Uh, well, no, this was Ida. Ida, yeah. yeah. Henri was a you know my, a minor lead up actually, although it wasn't that one wasn't a minor lead up in other parts of the country. Uh, Ida, you know, punched New York City in the face. Of, you know, with a punch not seen since Hurricane Sandy, unfortunately. And sadly, my my bathroom in my apartment was was a victim. And uh, uh, way more tragically, about uh, 13 people in, in New York City died, which is unfucking believable in 2021. You know, with weather. But uh, man, as as you alluded to, Mr. Hill, it was uh, pretty fucking crazy. And uh, quite a few people died in New Jersey as well. Yeah, two people the next town over from me died. It's pretty, uh, you know, it's pretty fucked up. Yeah, my uh, our, our hearts go out to anybody that was uh, affected by this. Um, as I said, uh, I'm gonna have to be moving uh, as a as a result of this. But you know, sometimes you can't stay in the same apartment for too long, Mike. I hear you, man. And you've been there for a while. Yeah, about seven years, actually. Uh, almost seven years exactly. And um, it is time to go, as they say. So the search, the search uh, begins for a new place for old Mike. Still looking in the same area? Yeah, I'm going to stay in Brooklyn, definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, perhaps a different part of Brooklyn. Maybe not this neighborhood exactly. Um, maybe someplace away from water, maybe, you know? <laughs> well, you know, the way things are going in this world, that's probably a smart move. Yeah, I mean, the allure of living near water was very nice. Now I see it as less nice. So <laughs> as, as the seasons change, so do I. Anything uh, anything you've been checking out that's, uh, you know, worth checking out these days? What have I been checking out? Well, I am uh, three quarters of the way through... Uh, Brian Keane's uh, earlier novel that I talked about the last time, uh, Urban Gothic. Yes. Because I've become a very slow reader. Um, I tell you, as I read it, I see this fucking amazing, disturbing horror movie that hopefully will one day happen. I mean, to me, Brian Keane is, I mean, he's due for another movie. He had that movie Ghoul many years back that was low budget, kind of a cool movie though had its you know financial restrictions uh i i think he's due for about five movies and and, and to me this would be one of them and uh the moment i'm done with it i'm gonna get into freak show and uh, dive right into suburban gothic um on the viewing front uh the other night uh inspired by our uh, text chat with uh mr hill and, and our, our fellow co-host uh, Mr. Cachet, I watched uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers from 1978, which I actually watched 
only one year ago, I think last fall. And I watched it again, and holy shit, it, 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 this movie just gets better and better every time I watch it. I totally agree, man. And, and it just popped up on Shudder, and I was like, oh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen this movie in a while, man. And, of course, we're talking about the 70s one with Donald Sutherland and uh, yeah. you know Jeff Goldblum's in it. And um, I was blown away by how just how good of a film it was, aside from being mm -hmm. a horror film. I just thought it was yeah. fucking amazing. I mean, you, this it's like, here's what happens when a major studio gets really good actors with a great script and just does a serious fucking horror movie, sci-fi-ish, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. This movie, That movie hits like five fucking marks, you know? And... I think we're foreshadowing people because we are going to come. <laughs> yeah, let, but, let's let's not talk too much about it. We'll crazy. just say that we we both fucking all three of us were, were nuts about. Oh the movie. yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just uh, listeners. If you have not seen the 1978 invasion of the Body Snatchers, watch it immediately. That's that's all I have to say. Immediately watch that movie. Yeah. What about um, Mike? Well, you know, American Horror Story started up. It's the last season, season ten, I believe. So, mm. um, so I, I, you know, I know a lot of you guys out there don't like this show, but I like it. I've been, I've been into it since the first season. So, yeah, and I, I like it. So far, it's good. It's a you know vampire story. It's got. I think it's. I think the the goal in this one is to have all of the different actors from all seasons. They have like a small part in it, apparently. So, you know, oh. we have the return of Evan Peters, uh, Sarah Paulson, you know, Finn Whitrock, Francis Conroy, like all these main, you know, people are back playing different roles. And, uh, yeah, quite, quite fucking like it, man. I think it's, uh, it's, it's going to go out in a, with a bang, I think. Let's put it this way. Awesome. I, I'll be very blunt and say the only season I watched top to bottom was season one. So I, I need to kind of do a complete, you know, redo I, I did enjoy season one quite a bit back in in 2011 2012 so yeah you know i i know i leave myself open to um to criticism but i feel like i have a a strong enough constitution to handle any kind of um you know criticism that anyone's <laughs> gonna give I, I know i know it's like a, a high school girl tv show but i i fucking like it, it was a thing it was a thing yeah every year no, to but, do but and I, I liked it from what i understand Certain seasons are definitely not high school girl season. Yes or no? Some are definitely more adult, you know, in nature, but some definitely are a little bubblegum, and I acknowledge it. But I watched them anyway, man. You know, it's, it's all good. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the first season. It was it was very like, I, I mean, at least that one to me wasn't very kitty. No, no, that one was like legit. I really liked that one. And you know, there was like uh, the one with the uh, insane asylum. I thought was really good, and you know. Mm. And you know it was it was fucking entertaining, man. And and I, I like the fact that there was this kind of um, you know ensemble cast every season. It was the same actors for the most part playing yeah. different roles, and I just thought it was cool. That is a cool thing about it. Um, you know, I mean, look, there's a lot of crap out there with quote unquote horror attached to it. I think you can do way worse than American Horror Story in this day and age. Definitely. Now, there's a bit of a shocker, actually, and what I recently enjoyed. I revisited, almost by accident, True Detective Season 2. Ah, I like it. I like Season 2. 
I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. The first time I saw the I saw season two, I I watched the entire thing, but I was kind of uh, nonplussed by the whole thing. I was in the shadow of the first season, which I thought was was pretty pretty mighty in my opinion. And um, but after I don't know, like seven years go by, <laughs> I figured I'd. I was like just dicking around on a Sunday night, you know, holiday being Monday, and I just uh, it, I just put it on, you know, just unconsciously, and and uh, I just kind of spent the, most of the night and the entire next day watching the entire uh, season. Very cool. Yeah. Well, I'll say um, today uh, we record this. It's Thursday, September 9th. Uh, tomorrow is the uh, the premiere of the new James Wan film, *Malignant*. And it's going to be on HBO Max tomorrow. Yes. And I believe I'm going to watch it tomorrow. Uh, look, to me, he's hit or miss. I-, I think he's a super talented director. I think he's done some cool stuff. Um, the trailer for this looks cool. And I, I like the very Italian-y colors that seem to be used in these trailers that uh, I've seen some other people kind of uh, comment about. While the actual plot itself to me seems i don't know it's definitely not giallo although people kind of thought it was when they had those first early images of the film way back earlier this year late last year uh it it does not at all look like a giallo it is seemingly a supernatural horror film but i don't know i'm gonna check it out looks looks pretty pretty good from the trailer i'll say yeah i'm definitely gonna check it out it's uh you know it's on hbo so it's it's in my my TV right now. <laughs> Tomorrow it'll be like yeah, in my house, I mean, so I might as well watch it. You know, it's hard not to watch a lot of the HBO Max same day premiere jammies. You know what I'm saying? It's you know, it, it, like the uh, the Godzilla one, and I mean you know, there's been a few that I watched. I watched the the Suicide Squad, and you know, a few ones here and there. And uh, from what I understand, next year they they do not have this deal. Uh, it's only going. Uh, happening through the end of 2021 and i guess uh, in hopes that 2022 will be a bit more of a quote-unquote normalish movie going experience but i guess i guess we will see yeah i mean i guess it depends on what part of the country you live in too these days because i know out here where i'm at um we don't have the regulations in new york with the with the you know the, no no, it's, no i mean i don't want to get into a big protracted uh, discussion about the draconian methods but mm. but it's uh out here you just no one checks anything you know our numbers yep. are fairly low out in jersey too so that's a plus but um so I, i've gone to a couple you know screenings i live close to uh the, in one of those amc dining theaters so uh, yeah, yeah. so yeah, i checked out uh the green knight and um a quiet place too and uh cool. I, I didn't really like either one of those movies, to be honest. No, I, I know, I know you did not enjoy those movies all that much. No, yeah, I know. I mean, The Green Knight wasn't that bad, but A Quiet Place Two, I didn't like the first one, and I liked the second one maybe a little bit better, but I don't, I don't really like either one of them, to be honest. You know, <laughs> uh, hit or miss. What are you gonna do? I mean, you're supporting film, Mike. Congratulations. Yeah, no, totally, man. You know, I'm down. I mean, it's you know, it was no big deal, but. I went to uh, the New Jersey Horror Con in Atlantic City over the past weekend. Oh, nice. Yeah. And um, I got to say, a little unorganized. <laughs> Very unorganized place. Okay. 
they've only now I believe this is their third or fourth year. They're one of the, the they're the newest of all the the the, the cons up here in the Northeast. Uh, tell us about the New Jersey Oricon. Well, my bass player uh, Drew Murphy he runs a, a printing company called Colossal Customs. So he was mm-hmm. a vendor at the uh, the con. Oh, cool. And he also was uh, showcasing some of his uh, comic comic work that he has there too, and mm-hmm. uh, has some original comics that he does, and he was selling T-shirts and you know stuff like that. So I only went on Friday, and mm-hmm. um, so I got there. I, it, everything wraps at eleven, so I, I got there. I arrived like around six, and there was mm-hmm. there was a whole schedule of films, right? So yeah, you know, I was like you know hanging out, buying shit, picked up some cool stuff you know, bullshitting with Drew and, you know, hanging out and stuff. And then I'm like, oh, let me, let me go see this movie at 8 o'clock called Weird Fiction. Sounds right, okay. up, right up my alley, right? Oh, yes. Hell yeah. So I, I go and I tried. There's a sign that says Film Festival, right, with an arrow, right? Now, I don't know if any of you guys out there have ever been to the showboat in Atlantic City. It's like, a, <laughs> you know, just a nice hotel with like a big event space and, you know, stuff like restaurants, all that. It's right by the boardwalk. I've been there years back, yeah. Yeah. I follow the arrows all the way down to where, where that burger joint is and like where you're about to get onto the boardwalk, and there's nothing. There was no fucking <laughs> arrows. I don't know where the goddamn movies were. Hmm. So I went back, and I was like, apparently you had to go into the hotel to some room where they, uh, where they were showing the films. Uh. So there was like some space in the hotel somewhere. And then around that time, I got really hungry, and I just figured, you know what? I, I, I don't have the energy to like walk around and try to find these fucking places. So I just got some food, and then I went back. Mm-hmm. And then I just happened to walk into this room, and that's where all the all the celebrity guests were. Oh, nice! But no one knew you that they were there. Right? No one knew they were there. There was oh, literally God. like five people in there. Huh? There was um, Tom Arnold, mm-hmm. Billy Zane. Who's a major mm-hmm. actor, really? You know, he was in like the Titanic and shit like that. Yeah, I like right. Billy Zane. No one was, no one was in, at his table. <laughs> oh man, Damien Leone was there. The, you know, Terrifier. They're promoting Terrifier two. Oh, cool. No one there. Jeez. Hmm. So it's completely unorganized. Like I, I just happened to walk into that room because I thought that might have been where there's some information about where the films were. So. Yeah, I don't know. I guess the second day, people were more hip to what was going on, and it was a little bit better. But, hey, New Jersey Horicon, get it together. That's all I got to say. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you get any autographs? No, I was because I, I wanted to um, try to find where these films were. And then I, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know. I might go to the – I actually have tickets for the one in November, too. So I might, I'm going to check that one out, too. Oh, that's cool. I'll have more I- recon because now I'll know the lay of the land. Yeah, there's uh, Chiller, uh, Chiller Theater, the 30th anniversary uh, in, in late October. I'm definitely going to try to hit that one. Uh, that's usually ran quite well. I mean, that was that one's like the, the grandfather of all these damn things. But uh, it seems like that's going to be quite the madhouse. It's like tons of guests, and you know, it's their first one since the fall of 2019. So it's like two years later. I think wow. I'm definitely going to go to that one. That's uh, it's in Cherry Hill, right? No, that one is in Parsippany. Oh, okay, I, dude, Parsippany is like two towns from me. Oh yeah, 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 it's Parsippany. right over here. Okay, yeah, great, awesome. Yeah, 
I, I'm, I'm either going to go on a Friday or a Sunday, so perhaps we should meet up. Hell yeah, man, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Try to avoid the Saturdays because it's just too much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, da- I'm down for Fridays, man, because I usually get out. I usually finish work around you know midday, and I got the afternoons off, so that's cool. You know, I picked well, up a couple well, cool things there, though. There's a, I picked up a book, in a ser- the first in a series by an independent author named Neil Cohen. Mm-hmm. And the book is called Exit Zero. And it's a, uh, a zombie series that takes place in the state of New Jersey. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So he kind of, I was talking to the guy, you know, and, and um, you know, he kind of laid it out. And it has to do, the first book takes place in, like, my favorite part of the zombie storyline, where it's the very beginning, where things are kind of normal. Mm. You know, so I haven't read it yet. I just got it. And, uh. So I'm looking forward to checking that out. And then there was a VHS Preservation Society uh, vending area. And I picked up uh, on DVD, uh, Don't Go in the House and Trilogy of Terror. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Oh, Don't Go in the House is so great, dude. Yep. You're going to enjoy that. Yo, I've, I've seen that before. And so, same thing with Trilogy of Terror, which has always been like one of my favorite uh, Karen Black movies. You know, there's like those three. Are you familiar with that? You've seen it, right? Oh, hell yeah. 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 Classic. You know, the Zuni fetish doll. I mean, <laughs> also, I mean, it was written by uh, Richard Matheson. He wrote, they were based on short stories. And I think he wrote right. the screenplay for it, too. And um, and Richard Matheson's great. You know, he wrote, like, you know, I Am Legend and all that kind of stuff. Ooh, man. Yeah. Le- legendary dudes. Um, for the listeners, the VHS Preservation Society booth at the cons is, uh, is a booth that sells DVDs. Uh, DVDRs really. Um, I would say like ninety percent things that are have not been or are no longer available on like hard disk anymore. Um, yeah. Some stuff he, I've noticed some stuff he has. You know, it's like it has come out by now, but the majority of the stuff is like this offbeat stuff and stuff that you literally would have seen on the walls of a video store. You know, like he, he he takes like the old box covers and then just you know makes DVD covers out of them, but it's kind of cool. It's like every time I walk past that at the cons, like I I, I think about old video stores of like, you know, like he yeah. even has like a wrestling section. Yep, that's like, right. Yeah. Yeah. More than just horror, he's kind of got like everything under the sun, and again, a lot of it is stuff that is just kind of gone, and he sells you know DVD-R versions of it, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's just fun, man. You know, it's all like weird movies and that that's, you know, it, it, they're fairly inexpensive too. So it's just like you could buy a couple and, you know, have a have, have a, a good night of old school, like horror, weirdo movies. Yeah, totally. And then uh, you'll have sellers there like, you know, Diabolic DVD and Vinegar Syndrome and, you know, like, you know, the, the, the main kind of uh, indie blu-ray kind of makers out there too did you see any of them yeah there was there was a lot of shit man i like you know spent that's probably one of the another reason why i didn't make it back i kind of gave up on watching the movies because i just was absorbed with all the shit that they had for sale yeah you know (laughs) i was like going through they had comics they had a couple of different authors i was talking to these you know writers and stuff and you know getting into conversations with people and you know and, and that Next thing you know, it's like 10 o'clock and it's going to close in an hour. You know, it's going to shut down. And then, mm. uh, you know, and then, but it was fun. I, I love going to horror cons and, you know, and uh, 
you know, Drew only lives about a half an hour away from AC, so I just stayed at his place and came back home the next day. Yeah, I, I, I randomly met Jack Ketchum at a, at a chiller, and thus began, uh, you know, my, my my fandom and you know obsession with his books, which led to the Brian Keene stuff. So it's like you, you never know, you know, that random meet or that random like book buy at a con where it could lead to that's what that's all i'll say you know yeah i mean one one day we might be uh talking about exit zero the film <laughs> you know no exactly or like somebody at one of these cons peddling books could go on to be huge yeah it's that's true it's possible, you know that's the cool part but uh yeah so before we go further mike yeah we have to do our plugs that's right um, we got we got off track on that man we did. We got off track. We did. Uh, I want to say what's up to the Break the Apocalypse podcast. Check out Break the Apocalypse for all of your comedy needs and some interesting social commentaries on what the hell's going on in this crazy apocalyptic world we live in today. Right, Mike? You know, I got to be honest, man. I kind of checked out on the news, you know. It's like mm-hmm. uh, so much fucked up shit's going on, and and like uh, I got my own problems to deal with. So right now, yeah. I'm, just, I'm like kind of like not on a news blackout, but I just can't take any more negativity, man. I gotta be honest. Yeah, I I may take a page from that, Mike. Yeah, uh, I I may totally take a page from that. Um, and of course, Mr. Brandon Legion, Werewolf Six Six Six. Uh, I listened to your interview with him last night, Mike. Very cool. Great, dude. Also, uh, thanks, Brandon. I got the package today. He sent me uh, some records of uh, his old band, Tripping the Mechanism. And, oh, awesome. Um, yeah, so I got some vinyls and a bunch of cool stuff mm-hmm. in the mail from him today. So uh, cheers, Brandon, and uh, we'll be in touch soon, man. Awesome. Very cool. Support the people who support you. Right, Mike? Yeah, totally. And if you like uh, like sludgy evil doom metal uh check out his uh his old band tripping the mechanism it's on Bandcamp, and uh it's yeah. it's pretty sick so definitely check it out and and while we're at it i'm just gonna throw a little plug to my musical endeavor the last stand uh all of our stuff is on spotify apple music wherever you get your music digitally and uh we have a show in new jersey hey where uh jackson new jersey okay uh, two weeks from tomorrow on uh, September 24th. So this will go out before the 24th. Um, yeah, at an Elks Lodge called The Cavern that's doing like an all-ages show. Uh, in all my years of show playing in the hardcore world, some of the most fun shows I've ever played have been at all-ages halls. So knock on wood, this is a good show. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I played tons of shows at places that weren't even venues <laughs> that were yeah, fucking yeah. awesome. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, one of my old bands almost, we only almost played pretty much, you know, basements and fucking weird spaces and shit like that. Feminist bookstores and, and <laughs> fucking back rooms of like uh, food co-ops and shit like that. So, yeah. Did you play women and women first? Uh, the infamous bookstore uh, from, uh, <laughs> No. What was that show with Fred Armisen? No. Uh, Portlandia. Women and women first. <laughs> <laughs> no, we 
Unfortunately for them, we didn't play out there, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that was always one of my favorite segments of that show. Yeah. I miss Port India. That was a fun show. <laughs> I like the uh, the dream of the 90s is alive in Portland video song. That was kind of cool. Yeah, man, I kind of um, want to avoid that part of the country these days. <laughs> well, that was for a more innocent Portland, Mike. It was a more innocent time. Those many moons ago in the late O's. I mean, it was so long ago. It was a different time. It really was a long time ago, man. It doesn't seem like that long ago. <laughs> I know. I'm exaggerating. Um, it was hundreds of years ago. Um, but anyway, tonight, friends... We will be discussing a new film, a 2021 film entitled dun, 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 Jacob's Wife. Mike, I enjoyed this film. I did. This is, I definitely liked it. And um, yeah. this, the, I, I watched this when it first showed up on, on the Apple, uh, you know, the iTunes. Mm-hmm. Because I read about it in, um, in Room Org, where I get almost all of my news about new new horror films. So, you know, it showed up in there and I like I liked all the actors. It's got, you know, Barbara Crampton's in it and uh, you know, I'm a huge fan of hers, you know, going all yeah. the way back to her her uh, films with um, you know, Stuart Gordon, Stuart Gordon films, you know, Reanimator <laughs> from Beyond. And the other fan favorite, Larry Fessenden's in it too. Yes, Larry Fessenden to me while he's probably known to other people for different things. He'll always be known to me from probably one of the greatest New York indie horror movies ever, Habit. Dude. Love it. Love, love that movie. Love that movie. That movie's amazing. Uh, Habit, for the listeners, is uh, it was shot in 95, uh, New York City, when New York City was fucking great, to say the least. Um, it came out in 97. And, uh, hell, I, I believe I rented Habit uh, from I maybe even a blockbuster. I, I literally remember renting it back then on, on VHS and just being blown away by it. It's just such a cool movie. It's fairly obscure. I don't know how readily viewable it is right now, though, in 2021. I rewatched that film within the last three years. And someone okay. had... Hmm. I was at a friend's house and he had one of these like maxed out digital, you know, like you could fucking find. I don't know if all of them were like legit versions. You know how like there's like there's always like a guy who's got some like control center, which has, you know, not just Netflix (laughs) and all that shit. He's got all this other shit that I never even heard of. (laughs) And we watched it on that system. I remembered it. It was fucking amazing. Still, like I, I rented it when I was in '95. I was living in Boston, so um, at that time, that, that was my my five year, you know, uh, prison sentence of living in Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> and uh, you know, there was an independent um, video store in my neighborhood, and I remember renting it on VHS and, and watching it along with probably a couple other films. And I was like, yeah, this is like awesome movie, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, Larry Fessenden, you know, New York City guy, he's had, he's had a great career both as a director of indie horror and a star in, uh, and co-star in, in many uh, indie horror films as of late. So he's fun, you know, enjoyable guy to watch on the screen. And, and like you said, Barbara Crampton is just forever kind of in my heart. I, I go back with her from Young and the Restless when I was a young kid. 
uh, it was pretty much the only soap opera my mom watched. Therefore, it was the only soap opera I was aware of and that I was watching, uh, you know, as a young lad on like the days where school got out early, which was like Wednesdays for Catholic school, I think. And like I would be able to catch some of Young and the Restless or if I came home from lunch, it was always on the fucking TV, Mike. And she was on it for a time. And, you know, show stopping looks back then. Kind of the same as right now. Uh, she is a <laughs> incredibly well. She's a gorgeous woman, and she's just really like nice on her social media, like Instagram and Facebook. And I did meet her at a con a few years back, and she was just as pleasant as could be. I I think she is aging well, man. She looks beautiful as ever. Um, yeah. I don't know if maybe she really is a vampire or something. I like know, that, right? But... But, you know, Crazy. she looked great. She's, you know, incredible actress. I'm a lifelong fan of hers. Totally, totally. Uh, and she uh, is not only the, the star, she is also one of the producers and uh, played quite a hand in, in getting the film off the ground uh, after she had read the initial script. So that's really cool. Yeah, th there's also some other notable people in this film. Yeah, and you know what's funny? One of them I didn't really realize was in the movie until reading through, you know, the credits. Uh, wrestler CM Punk as yeah. Deb Colton. I, I mean, look, I'm not a wrestling guy. My wrestling was definitely in, like, the mid-'80s when it was, like, huge. And then there was a spell in the late-'90s and early-'00s when I watched it again. And then I kind of punched out completely after the, the beginning of, like, the rock era in the early O's. Right. So CM Punk, I mean, what I know about him is that he's like straight edge and likes hardcore music and that he just made a return to wrestling. Now he's on the, uh, AEW, which is the, uh, Turner, you know, Warner media owned wrestling, uh, organization that's giving WWE quite a run for its money. So that's, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah. I, um, I, I think he's a cool guy. I, I, I never really got into wrestling except when I was like maybe nine years old or something. I mm -hmm. used to watch, you know, like old school, like wrestling with like, you know, Bob Backlund and Chief J Strongbow and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but my co-host over at my other podcast, Everything Went Black, Ralph Schmidt, German Ralph. <laughs> yeah, I like German Ralph. He loves wrestling. And we were talking about the return of CM Punk and he got quite emotional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude i was listening to that episode and i was kind of like laughing a bit um you know to see how big of a fan that oh he yeah was. man he's all about it and i uh and i also really enjoyed the, the fields of the nephilim talk and it was so funny to hear him talk about the dance that some of the fields of the nephilim yeah. fans do uh -huh. i went oh my god yes i've, <laughs> I've often thought about that 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 movement like that they they do and Listeners, it's a whole other tangent. You're going to have to listen to the Fields of the Nephilim episode. <laughs> like everything went black. I can't get into it right now. If you love Fields of the Nephilim, you probably know what I'm talking about. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, well, then I'm very sorry. <laughs> but yeah, CM Punk's actually making quite a splash at acting in horror films. Yeah. You know, he was in a couple other uh, things I saw. Um, varying degrees of quality but he's out there acting man and i think that's cool and another interesting uh cast member uh bonnie aarons as the master who 
people know as Valak in The Conjuring 2 and its subsequent spinoff, The Nun. Uh, she played, yeah, she, and, and she even had a role in Mulholland Drive uh, huh. as the bum. I think that was like oh, some man. weird. Yes, yes. Okay. All right. She's had some really bizarre roles. Uh, so yeah, kind of cool. Uh, she was in the movie. That, I don't, this is a kind of an offbeat film from the early '90s. Exit to Eden. I don't think uh, I've, ever, I've never seen that. Yeah, that was in '94. She she played a prostitute in that movie. That was the first thing she ever did. So she's had this kind of weird, crazy career. Um, but Jacob's Wife, vampire film, uh, different twists. I don't know if I'm, was, is this a comedy horror or just a, a horror movie with some comedic moments? I would classify it as a, a horror film with some dark humor in it. Yeah. I don't think it's, you know, full-blown kind of, com like, you know what I'm saying? Like, under that total umbrella. I don't know. I think it's a little more serious than that, right? Yeah, I, I always default to uh, like Shaun of the Dead as the quintessential horror comedy, you know? Hmm. Of I the mean, modern, for sure. Yeah, because it's definitely there's like it's clearly doing the hor the the comedy like was f like foremost, you know? That's like the 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 emphasis was on the comedy and the horror sort of came after. In this mm -hmm. one, I feel like it's uh, the vampire story is first and foremost and comedy is used to add like some undertones and overtones to the story i think yeah it has it has some fun moments 100 percent. yeah um another cool cast member i just wanted to mention is robert rustler of nightmare on elm street 2 fame and of course weird science uh fame he was kind of one of the bullies along with robert downey jr uh, oh, for those okay. who enjoy Weird Science, I, I like that movie a lot. And he's in the 86 film Vamp, the vampire film, and the other 86 classic Thrashin, the skateboard movie. Oh, man. Yeah, I almost forgot about that movie. Damn. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a cool movie. That was a movie that was like a big movie when I was like early in the hardcore days and I was a skateboarder. Thrashin was like, you know, on repeat, let's just say. Were you, any, you ever any good at skating? I was okay. Um, what happened was, in by I started skateboarding at '88. Skateboarded pretty heavily from '88 to '91, um, and I hurt my knee in '91, and it's literally been kind of chasing me ever since. Like it's the bad knee, my right knee. Oh man! So skateboarding ended literally around that time, '91, uh, maybe even '92, but. You know, by, by then I was like full blown doing the confusion stuff and I had a girlfriend and skateboarding was not as important as it was from like 15 to 17, you know? I never got the hang of it ever. Ah, it was a fun <laughs> time, man. It was definitely a fun time. But this movie, the vampire side, right? Definitely harkens back a bit i think to salem's lot i got some salem's lot vibes from this movie um mainly just because of the main vampire played by bonnie aaron's the master who 
resembles Marlo. Let's be honest. Yes? Absolutely. That's the first thing I thought was that, um, you know, the master looked just like Barlow the vampire. And um, I got this great Barlow t-shirt from uh, Santa Claus. Oh, nice. so, so, yeah, it's, I'm like, oh, it's Barlow. But there's a twist, obviously. Barlow was a man, a male vampire, <laughs> and the master was a female in this uh, yeah. particular uh, piece of uh, film that we're talking about. Honestly, just that alone throws a curveball uh, for, uh, like, the modern horror films. I mean, uh, you know, it's funny. We've talked about Daughters of Darkness where it was female vampires. And I felt like there's, there's like, quite a few maybe 70s films, especially in the Euro department, where, like, the, the heavy is a female vampire, you know? And then for, like, there's, there's a few here and there, like, you know, obviously The Hunger and that that kind of have like a, a central kind of feminine side then i felt like there was this long stretch of male vampires yes yeah well also the thing is is like all right daughters of darkness we got you know it's elizabeth bathory which fits into right. the legends and mythology and then a lot of the the euro vampire films that have women as the vampire they're they're playing up the sex angle you know what i mean like mm -hmm. sexy female vampire and then you know, same thing with The Hunger, too. It's like, you know, it's kind of a sexy movie, really. 100%. You know, but the master in this film is gnarly and yeah. looks like a, a bald, decrepit fiend, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Kind of like a warlock. Yeah, like a warlock. A vampire, like a warlock. Like, they, they did something different in this movie. Like, the teeth are, like, up front. You know, like, there's... Diff different angles, I think, uh, on the vampire side, you know? I thought it was a good vampire design, honestly, because I, I kind of like that take on it when the vampire is, like, like, like fiendish-looking and, and gnarly, you know? And, and I think that I'm just, especially after Twilight and all that stuff where there's, like, uh, you know, cute vampires that sparkle and, you know, that kind of vibe. Right. I, I appreciate the br brutality, you know, of the vampire. Yeah, it's not like, a, you know, hot dudes, like Interview with the Vampire or, or you know, Bram Stoker's Dracula, uh, that kind of stuff. And it, it, it actually, it almost takes a, a, a cue, you know, somewhat visually from 30 Days of Night, like we're the, the brutal looking vampire, you know. Yeah, definitely. And the 30 Days of Night vampires are actually my favorite vampires, aside, yeah. from, aside from Dracula, obviously. But like as far as modern takes on vampirism... Because they're like a, a, a totally different species. Like they're like like a whole other race, really. Hmm. You know, that's how I appreciate that. And then there's like the other key hot dudes vampire movie, which is a, a fantastic movie, The Lost Boys. That's a good one, definitely. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, to me, singularly, one of my favorite, you know, vampire movies. Always enjoyed that movie. Yeah. Um, the plot of Jacob's wife, Anne, played by Barbara Crampton, is married to a small-town minister, played by, of course, Larry Fessenden, and feels that her life has been shrinking over the past 30 years. Uh, encountering the master brings her a new sense of power and an appetite to live bolder. However, the change comes with a heavy body count. Interesting, the movie The movie starts pretty serious you know with, with, with the church setting and she's kind of this very sullen wife that just totally kind of seems kind of out of it and done with you know done with her husband and kind of you know 
really kind of longing for more, you know? Yeah, and also her husband, you got you to, you know, he's the pastor, you know, so he mm-hmm. has this heavy, heavy religious thing going on. And he kind of steps all over her. There's that scene where um, he wouldn't let her speak. He kept interrupting her. And I was just, it was like, it is really effective because whenever she tried to, to say something, he would just step all over her while she yeah. was talking. And I was like, damn, man, that's like so just disrespectful and fucking shitty, you know? Totally. That scene was actually played extremely well. It's interesting that you brought that scene to mind. Um, and I think kind of laid the groundwork for her feelings and for what's been going on in the marriage and in her life. And and why, when an old flame, played by Robert Rustler, uh, Tom Lowe, the character in this movie, comes to town uh, th- to discuss, you know, uh, business dealings or whatever with her, she's kind of like, happy and excited <laughs> yeah it's like this breath of fresh air there's like something exciting going on like because you know it's a small town and and small town life can can be tedious yeah now this movie you know it, it takes place now in the modern era i couldn't get a handle on where it took place did you uh just some kind of nondescript like I, I'm, I'm middle america like maybe the midwest yeah. or something like that you know yeah, definitely. I mean, it wasn't like super important. It's just something that kind of crossed my mind. That's just one of the things I always do when I watch movies. It's like, where does this take place? But it kind of doesn't even matter, I guess. You know, somewhere in, in America, like with a, a town with a preacher and, you know, I guess somewhat of a boring town, I guess, right? Small town. The reason why, I, initially, I, I thought it looked a little bit like Massachusetts or something like that, but it wouldn't, the Protestant vibe. It's like, like mass is like a, like a heavily Catholic area because of the Irish population there. Yeah. So that, that ruled out Massachusetts for me, at least. Right. So to, to, to get a little into the meat of it, what happens is uh, her and Robert Rustler get into this kind of warehouse, abandoned warehouse area to discuss, you know, uh, I'm trying to remember, were they discussing some kind of like a business that she was interested in or he was doing or there was a reason why they went to that. Warehouse. Yeah, it, it's kind of which is kind of a leap of leap, really. It's like, yeah, you know, here's this abandoned warehouse, you know, and let's go in there. And, you know, what was interesting about that is like prior to her leaving, there's a scene where Barbara Crampton's getting getting prepared to go out and meet her old flame. Mm-hmm. And she's putting mm-hmm. on this like really red lipstick and, you know, mm-hmm. it's like this. I was like, damn, that lipstick's red, man. That's like sending a lot of messages out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> the and, thing is, it's funny is before she, like the scenes before she gets ready to meet her, her uh, Robert Rustler, she has a certain look to her. And then when she gets dr- dressed and ready, it's like, now there's Barbara Crampton. It's almost like she, you know, there's the Barbara Crampton we all know. You know what I'm yeah, saying? It was yep. like, boom. You know? Um so what happens, listeners, is the the vampire basically attacks the two of them in the warehouse. Uh, Robert Rustler's Tom Lowe gets kind of devoured by rats in kind of a cool scene. <laughs> and then, of course, she gets bitten by the master, and thus the movie kind of kicks off into play. And um, I love the scene where, like, he uh, Larry Fesden sees her for the first time when she's come back home. And he's uh, in bed or in the other room, and she goes into the bathroom, 
and like it's like fucking inside blood all over her. Like you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. That, like, Drenched in blood. Gore. Yeah, yeah. And against her like white like face and her blue eyes and the mirror. It was like that was like a sick fucking visual. I thought. Yeah, Barbara Crampton's very pale. Definitely. Yeah, very pale. Yeah. And she wears makeup in this movie to you know to look even paler, and it's just like this very striking uh, ethereal look for like a vampire. She's, I mean, geez, she should have been playing vampires for years, in my opinion. She has this, you know, she she looks fucking like a vampire, you know? Yeah, totally, man. Yeah. Um, the, the uh, as far as like, I, I'm going to ask you a question here. If you were to give your your impression of the special effects in this movie. Hmm. You know, what, what's just, you know, give us a little breakdown of what your thoughts were on the special effects. Okay. Now, I just described a moment where I thought it looked fucking really good. Yeah. Um, but then there were times we, we talked about this before we kicked off the episode uh, where I thought these effects were a bit wonky, uh, to use the word wonky, a little uneven. Um, and a lot of the close ups of the master's face, I, I, I don't know. I felt the makeup was not what it should have been maybe and some of the blood spatter stuff was definitely done look it was done for over the top but then i felt like it kind of you know it, like sometimes the colors were quite different in other scenes from one scene to the next and um just kind of little things like that um so i don't know if i'm if i'm giving the special effects like uh, an overall rating I wouldn't rate it like like a five out of a five for the special effects. You know what I'm saying? I I would give it like a three point five, uh, for you know, to, for special effects. Honestly, yeah, the effects. Um, it's funny because I didn't. They were definitely cheesy for sure. You know, yeah, like they're not. You're not gonna. You know, this isn't like American Werewolf in London or anything like that for sure. But there was a certain charm because some of the blood letting scenes. Reminded me of um, you know those old school like like Shogun Assassin or something where like yeah yeah, yeah some dude yeah. gets cut and like seventeen gallons of blood spray out of the guy's neck like there's a lot of that in this movie. But it was uneven. Like, okay, I described the scene I like a moment ago. Another scene I liked was when uh, Larry Fesden's brother uh, walks in with his wife to see Barbara Crampton. You know basically getting a dead body ready for dinner. And that was a real effective scene where it's like hanging up and she's, you know, draining the blood into a bucket or whatever. I mean, that looked really sick. So it's like in certain instances, yes. And in other instances, no, I don't know. Uneven is the word I would use. Yeah. The mask effects, like the, the, the master looked kind of shot. I thought I didn't really care for the, the, the makeup job on, on the um, Barlow inspired, uh, master you know it was um obviously this big plastic face you know yeah yeah but like some of the blood on 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 the you know on her and and the blood drinking moments and some of the dead body kind of moments those were good so yeah <laughs> but the reason to watch this movie really is the fine acting of Barbara Crampton and Larry Fessenden and their interaction and Fessenden's interaction with the police. And, um, you know, those, it's, it's a, the scenes that they're in really carry this film, I think, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I mean, these are two people, I think, with great track records and great resumes. And people that I think the horror fans and, and definitely a large segment of, of people who listen to this podcast like to see in movies, you know, uh, especially Barbara Crampton over the last few years. And this is a movie where I think she shines. Is it a perfect movie? Perhaps not a perfect movie, but I think I want to see more of her carrying a movie, though, is what I'm saying, you know? This movie, she kind of helps carry the fucking movie. Her and Larry Fesden definitely, obviously, carry it together. But I just think she's a very strong actress and a strong screen presence. And I want to see her do more like this, if not better. How's that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is, uh, you know, since she, really, the movie is about her. You know what I mean? Yeah. And her journey from being, you know, this uh, repressed middle American you know, preacher's wife, basically, you know, essentially she's a preacher's wife. Yeah. And yeah. into this, you know, fully empowered woman. Cause there's a, you know, at, at, there's at some point where she's like, I like being a vampire. Yes. She, she doesn't want her old life back, which I thought was cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? And honestly, yeah, her life is a lot better in, in some ways as a fucking vampire, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But the big thing is, they still love each other. And that's the beauty of this movie is that yeah. Yeah. They, they find love together. You know, I think, uh, you know, Fezzenden's character, uh, he sees how he's maybe been like, you know, sort of, uh, you know, mistreating her over the years. Not, you know, not, not, he's not physically, you know, abusing her, but how he could have been, you know, he could have been a little better. He could have done things yeah. a little bit better, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a nice story in that way. Definitely. And it's 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 different from, I think, what's out there. It's not a slow burn. It's not cosmic. It's not, um, you know what I'm saying? It's, 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 I like the, the different aspects uh, that it had compared to a, a lot of other movies of this year. Um, and again, hey, I, I guess, you know, we fanboy out for Barbara Crampton, so there's always that. Yeah. You know, and it definitely has, um, you know, the the very trendy female empowerment vibe to it, you know, which is, in this case, wasn't that heavy-handed, I thought. I thought it was pretty cool. It was good. There was a female vampire, the master, you know, there's like, um, you know, this, this like, you know, it, not not in like a negative smash the you know patriarchy man hating kind of vibe, but like yeah. it, it was like a very positive message, I think. You know, for women, you know, oh, definitely, it was not heavy handed. No, I didn't think it was heavy handed at all. I think it was an, an enjoyable modern horror film. You know, with some comedic elements. Uh, you know, a, a very solid indie. Uh, and with two great fucking actors. Yeah. And I feel like Barbara Crampton's been a kind of a tear, like over the last several years, you know, just oh, making. 100%. You know, the we, are, we Are Still Here was a great movie. Uh-huh. Uh, I, don't, did we, I don't think we talked about that, did we? No, but I've seen it, and, and I did like that a lot. Um, it's funny, you could almost trace back, well, you really could trace back her return a full 10 years. This decade has been her tear. And in 2011, it was when You're Next. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You're Next, yeah. 
And then right after that, she was Virginia Cable in The Lords of Salem. Yep. And uh, and from then on, she has done tons of shit. She was in Tales of Halloween. The uh, uh, played a witch in, in one of those segments. Um, she's just done a lot of stuff. Like I, there's literally too much to read on. Honestly. Yeah, she's and had like multiple entries every year. Yeah. You know, and uh, she was in that Puppet Master, The Littlest Reich film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's got an episode, uh, the new season of Creep Show, uh, Pipe Screams. She plays Victoria. She's got four other things this year Alone with You, Superhost, King Knight, uh, Snow Valley. I mean, this. she's a working actress, uh, and I think it's fucking awesome. She's 63 years old, which. I can't even believe that, number one. Um, and she's fucking killing it. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. And I got to tell you, man, I don't know what diet she's on or you know, genetics, or maybe she's uh, drinking blood, but she looks great. Maybe she is drinking blood. Hmm, maybe. Interesting. Um, but, yeah, I mean, honestly, this is definitely a movie to see if, if you're a fan of her, her stuff from back in the day. And, of course, if you've been keeping up with everything she's been doing as of late, I have a feeling a lot of our listeners have seen this movie, Mike. I hope uh, so. Shutter. Yeah. I, I hope so. You know, And yeah. if you haven't, for sure, definitely check it out because it's on Shudder if you're a subscriber. Totally. Um, I am going to give this a 4 out of 5. I'm going to go 3.5 out of 5. You know, uh -huh. I, I definitely liked it. I might rewatch it again at some point. But, um, you know, it's... it's uh, I like it. Let's leave. I will, I'll, I'll just let leave it at that. You know what I mean? I almost went three five. Yeah. But I like nah. I feel like it's. I feel like it's a little, a little better than that. Um, you know, it's not like, it's not the best movie of twenty twenty one. No. Um, I do think it will be uh, it, like a a good, placing movie of twenty twenty one. I'll tell you that. You know what I'm saying? I think it's going to be on a lot of top lists in 2021. I think so. I mean, people, there really, there is a very strong response for this film that I've seen so far, so I'm sure it's going to get, you know, top 10 on some people's lists. Yeah, people dig it. Um, and what's funny is, uh, you know, we're definitely going to do our, our, our coverage of it, is that uh, I saw Variety put out a review of uh, the new Halloween, and they didn't like it that much. But then again... Hey, it's a mainstream publication, and I never, I never go by reviews. I, by the way, I didn't read the review. I just read the headline that said that it was, you know, n not that great. But I don't give a fuck, and I can't wait to see the movie. Yeah, I mean, for genre films, you got to go with a more reliable source. I mean, a lot of people loved the two films that I didn't like. Actually, <laughs> they, 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 you know, The Green Knight. Everyone's going nuts about that. <laughs> And everyone loves uh, A Quiet Place too, and I just don't see it. You know, I don't see the 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 big deal about those movies, really. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I I thought Quiet Place one was pretty cool, solid. Uh, I didn't; it, it wasn't the greatest thing ever. Um, you know, and I will at some point see part two, as I said. But uh, you know, I'm looking forward to new Halloween. Looking forward to the new Terror Terrifier. And, uh, I mean, it was something else I, I just couldn't think of as far as the new stuff is concerned that I was looking forward to. But, you know, do you, we'll get around to it. 
Do you know when Terrifier is coming out? Let's see. I feel like it's November. Okay. But maybe October. Yeah. You know? I'm, I'm really looking forward for that. Really looking forward to seeing that. And uh, our pal Felissa Rose is in uh, Terrifier too, which 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 makes it great already. Oh, wow. <laughs> Damn. You know, once again, man, Terrifier is not for everyone, man. Just be be advised. That's all I could say. No, yeah. no. Um, yeah, well, on IMDb, the actual date isn't even there for release. But, I mean, it's got to be getting close. I mean, I feel like it's been... I feel like it's been coming for like forever, like you know. I don't know. It, watch it, watch it's twenty twenty two. I hope not, man. I don't want that. I, don't, I'm, I might not even make it to twenty twenty two, man. The way yeah, things really? are going in my life these days, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, dude, it's uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's it's um, one of the things I have to say is that you know how like a lot of I mean, Terrifier is by no means a mainstream film. You know what I mean? No, but. There's a move in uh, in main in mainstream horror where things are getting a little softer. I find. Yeah, I mean, look, I could barely make it through the new Conjuring, and I actually I really liked the first one. Second one I liked. The new one was just like a mess, and that's mainstream horror, you know. Yeah. Um, I did not see that Saw reboot. Uh, with Chris Rock, my brother John saw it. He actually said it was not that bad, um, but not that bad is not what I wanted. Yeah, I, I want more than that. You know, not that bad means maybe I shouldn't see it at all. You know, <laughs> you know, like I, I'm just super picky with new stuff. I, I mean, it's just, you know, and again, listeners, there's tons of good new stuff out there, but. In 2021, I have been drawn to to just older stuff, um, and I think I'm just getting more enjoyment out of certain rewatches, and then certain, you know, brand new watches of old things. Because there really is tons of shit out there, Mike. I mean, oh, from yeah. every decade, from every decade. Yeah, I mean, I I always am on those scout for for new shit, you know, new stuff, and I like to dig into the uh you know the independent stuff and you know i find i find a lot of good things and and um actually last week's episode uh the digger the deeper you dig mm -hmm. got got uh, actually some nice um comments from the filmmakers on that one. Oh, awesome yeah yeah the adams family <laughs> it's i was really really ex pleased that they uh you know were in touch with us on social media i was like that's great oh, that's awesome yeah. that is great yeah. Now that 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 makes me feel proud, listeners. Yeah, totally, man. And uh, and that that's a great movie. It's not didn't come out this year, but it's a it's a newer film. It's like very very independent. Um, I mean, you can just listen to the episode from last week too. But I I still I'm pro I love that movie. I think it's great. I'm looking forward to seeing. They have some new horror stuff coming out at some point in the near future. Mm. So yeah, I mean, okay. it's they didn't start in the horror genre though. They kind of migrated mm. into it. Hey, that's the tale of a lot of people, as we know. Yeah. And, and then there's the people who, who, who do start in horror and go on to great things. You know, and the, the, the directors who flirted with horror and, you know, became household names. I mean, sure, it's, you know, that's fine. But, uh, yeah, 
this was a fun discussion, Mr. Hill. Hell yeah. You know, and, and uh, uh, oh, really, sorry. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, the, the body snatchers, man, that's going to be a good one. We should talk about all of the fucking various <laughs> incarnations of that movie too. Man. <laughs> yeah. I need to do rewatches of the OG and then of the one what was it about 10 years later, right? Yeah. Daniel Craig. Yeah, the well, the one uh, wasn't there a late '80s, a late '80s body snatchers? Am I thinking of something else? There was a Abel Ferrara body snatchers too. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Now, have you seen that one? Yeah, yeah. I actually, I have a copy of it. Is that good? I, I enjoy it. You know, it's it's um a different take. I mean, you know, Abel Ferrara is doing Abel Ferrara in that movie. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So uh, there's a Rollins band uh, song in the, in the soundtrack. What? Yeah. Hmm. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's um, it's it's the you didn't need off of End of Silence. Oh, I love that song. It's a good song, right? It's in you know, and um, you know, I I kind of wish Abel Ferrara had done more horror, or you know, maybe he will someday. But I mean, he's still making films. He has actually he has a sci-fi movie coming out soon. You know, it's funny you mentioned that Daniel Craig one. I forgot about this movie. I believe I did see it. I don't remember it at all. And yeah. now I have to watch it again because I actually love Nicole Kidman and yeah. Anna Daniel Craig. So, Yeah, it's been made. This movie has been made so, a lot. Everyone seems to have taken their shot at making Invasion of the Body Snatchers at some point. Yeah, the '93 one is that. The, yeah, that's the Abel Ferrara one. The '93 one. I don't think I've seen this fucking movie. Just check it out. Um, I mean, it's definitely worth checking out for sure. And honestly, what I really would like to do is read the Jack Finney novel. Yes, absolutely. Maybe that should be our assignment: is we should read the novel before we watch these movies. Oh yeah! Wow. Yeah. I mean, again, that '78 movie, man. Woo! It touches, clicks every button. That's all I gotta say. It's so good because I, I love Donald Sutherland, man, especially in that era, like the 70s mm -hmm. Donald Sutherland. <laughs> yes. You know? I mean, even in freaking Animal House. I mean, God, as the, as the, uh, the professor. He, he, looks, <laughs> he looks like a, um, a, a math teacher I had when I was in high school. Nice. <laughs> his, na his name was Detlef Rahag. Wow. Yes. He was uh, German. Detlef Rahag, and he, he looked like Donald Sutherland. He taught, um, he had an accent too, like a German accent. And he, he sounds like a walking movie character. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, it's funny because my, um, you know, I, I mean, he, he taught there all through, you know, the 70s and the 80s. And uh, my, my, my cousin, who passed away several years, she actually had him. Because we went to the same high school, obviously different. You know, she went in the seventies. You know, she's quite a bit older than I was. She was quite a bit older than me. And um, I was looking through her her yearbook when when I was in high school back in the eighties, and uh, he had like long hair. He just like he just was awesome, man. And um, <laughs> yeah, I ended up having him for math when I was in twelfth grade. Nice. Well, man, I am excited for future episodes and uh once again thank you all for the continued support and the listenership and the, the spreading of the word uh we are here for you every week for your horror needs 
Be good, everyone, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Take care. Take care.